uh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, today I ask the question, why do you do the good things that you do? Or, or really the question might be rephrased, what is your motivation? <coughs> Certainly we can be motivated by finances, can't we? I've got to go to work on Monday morning because I've got to make the money, I've got to pay the bills. Or yes, certainly we can be motivated by relationships. Maybe I have to go to work on Monday because my mom or dad expects it of me. Maybe it's because my, my wife and children expect that I will you know, support them financially. So money, relationships. Maybe for some fortunate person out there it's simply because you like your boss. Your boss is a really good person. They, they expect high standards from you. You really enjoy working for that person. And so you're saying, I get to go to work tomorrow because my boss is great. Then what happens when your boss isn't so great? Right? Have you been there? Maybe you were in a work environment where the boss decided even he was going to get rid of you and he didn't really have any reason to be able to fire you, but so your work environment just kind of became hard. The boss knew you didn't really like a certain kind of music and so that was the kind of music he chose to play in your office day after day. Or the boss knew some of, of your pet peeves and that he arranged for you to have to work with another individual that kind of exemplified all of those things you really didn't like. You see, in our day and age, people can be sneaky, can't they? And they can make a decision and not really have any moral grounds to carry it forth and they just kind of make things difficult. Let's make it hard. You start thinking about, maybe I want to quit. Maybe I, I want to go to a different place. Maybe I'm going to look for new employment somewhere because that person is making it tough. Maybe you've been there. I was talking to a fellow younger than me, kind of at the midpoint of, of his career this week. His boss just kind of came out with new guidelines for the coming year that he feels like it's going to be really impossible to meet. And he's kind of wondering in the back of his mind, you know, that he's been a, a top employee at this organization for, for years and years, and suddenly the new boss comes in and says, oh, well, you know, we're going to bump it up. He's a little bit afraid. My wife, children at home, how can I meet these new requirements in the coming year? 
Maybe have young people in sports programs. And they've been kind of going through the, the years and they, they've come to a, a place where they're with a, a coach and, and the coach says, we're going to start doing what the world does. I've been there maybe. Now a young man that was approached to play semi-pro baseball just coming out of high school, he made the decision to go to the, the university that, that seemingly wanted him for their baseball program. And the coach told him if he was going to play baseball there, he, he needed to chew, and he needed to curse. He needed to be able to get along with his teammates. Because after all, we're a team. And if our team chews and our team curses, you better get in line. He stopped playing baseball. Do we face trials and tribulations like those? Yes, we do. And what can our motivation be when it seems that this job that I need has become too demanding or it seems that this new coach that, that I have wants me to do things I consider to be inappropriate? How can I continue to move forward? What can I do? And the word of our Lord comes to us today as it did to Habakkuk way back in the Old Testament times. The Lord comes and He says, you know what, put me first. Work as unto me. That is, work as if I were your employer. Work as if I am above that supervisor, that coach that you're having trouble getting along with. Work as if you're doing it just for me. Now, you, you might say, oh, well, yeah, Pastor, you got all the answers, right? But you don't know. You don't know. I was talking to a, a woman works in a, a nursing home. It's been a, it's been a couple of years now. But she said to me, you know, I, I came into this gentleman's room and I just was there to empty his trash can. And I, I was bent over and, you know, I'm, I'm working with the, the bag to, to get it out of the trash can and he spit in my hair. And think about it, you know, for a, a, a woman, right, the Bible says a, a woman's hair is her glory. Right, and so, you know, the, there you are and you're trying to do your job and, and, and you're at work and, and, you know, it's not a, a really great job. You know, I'm taking out this other person's trash. And on top of that, right, the, the, the person you're trying to serve and, and help, you know, spits in your hair. Well, he was probably just absentmindedly you know, maybe he, he was just trying to spit in the trash can and, and she happened to be in the way. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he's some kind of horrible, evil fellow, but, you know, just to put yourself in that position. Here I am trying to do my job and the result is people spit on me. Maybe you've been there. 
Again, the Lord comes back to us and He says, work as unto me. Because really, if your motivation is, well, I'm trying to serve these people, and then these people spit in my hair, I don't really have a lot of motivation left, do I? But in order to continue to have that motivation, in order to kind of be able to smooth out my emotions, in order to continue to go on with the day, if we put within our mind that idea, I need to work as unto the Lord. Okay, so, so who am I working for? Am I working for money? No, I'm, I'm not working for money. I need it. But I'm not working for money. It's not my primary objective to get the bonus at the end of the quarter. I'm going to work as unto the Lord. Am I, am I working for other people? Well, you know, certainly I want to serve other people, but hey, maybe that other person spit in my hair. But if I'm working as unto the Lord, then I can continue on, can't I? You see, our, our money, it, it might fail. Uh, I might not be able to get my bonus at the end of the quarter. Uh, I might not you know, be able to even have my, my job at the end of the year. Maybe my company is going bankrupt. Maybe my, my friends will leave me. Maybe the, the people I, I serve don't really care anymore. And what happens? Uh, I'm discouraged. Now, my earlier example, that boss that wanted to get rid of you, what, what did he realize? He realized if he could make you discouraged, you would fail. You'd probably quit, right? And so, you know, if you were the, the person that was kind of bringing light into your work center, and, and you were the person that was always kind of upbeat, and you were the person other people kind of wanted to be around because you were friendly and happy, and now, you know, if I want to get rid of you, if I can take some of that away, you see, now you come into the work center, and you have to listen to this music that you don't want to listen to. And the person that sits at the desk right next to you is a, a person you really can't stand now. And the boss put that person there just to irritate you. And, and, and now you're not so friendly. And now you're not so happy. And now no one is really coming to you with their problems anymore. And now you're just kind of grinding your teeth all the time. And then your production starts to fall a little bit. Now I have an excuse to get rid of you. You see, because nobody likes you and your production is down and I can write the performance review that says you're pretty terrible. I think you need to resign. And there you are. And what is it that can keep you going even in the midst of those most trying circumstances. It is that I worked as unto the Lord. You see that, that boss, that supervisor, that you know, was really terrible. I worked as if the person above him were Christ himself. I kept going. 
I continue to be friendly to other people. I continue to do the things that made me effective because I had that higher purpose. I'm working for God. I'm working for Christ. I'm out here doing these things not to get my quarterly bonus, but because it's the thing that God wants me to do. I'm out here continuing to manage the people on my team effectively, even though my boss wanted to get rid of me because the Lord is my goal and my strength. The Lord is the one that I'm trying to impress. And yeah, maybe, maybe it does mean a change. Maybe it does mean you, you go in a new direction. Like that young man playing baseball. Star of his high school team. Approached by, by semi-pro organizations to come straight out of high school and play. And now, you need to chew. You need to curse. There's no I in team. You need to fit in. No one's going to like you if you don't. And maybe it's time. Maybe you have to give up that dream. Maybe you have to set aside that plan that you had because you just can't fit in. You just can't become immoral so others will accept you. You have to find a new organization to work for. There needs to be a new place where you can be the person God called you to be. Dear friends, that is the message for today. What is your motivation? Is it just the money? Or is it the position? Is, is it the power? Is it the relationships? And I suggest to you once more, let it be Christ. Work as unto the Lord. In every little thing that you do, every person that you're called to interact with, every team that you manage, every relationship that you have, let it be as if the Lord was your boss. And dear friends, because when you give your heart to Him, He is your boss, isn't He? Work for Him. Do His will. Because He loved you so very much. That's the reason, isn't it? We come to our churches on Sunday morning, we look at the crosses that we have in our sanctuaries. The reason we're here is once again because Jesus first loved you. He loved you so much he laid down his life so you could be free from your sin. So you could be forgiven. So you can wake up tomorrow with a clear conscience and go forward. So the slate can be wiped clean once more and you with that joy of innocence 
inside can go and spread his light and his love. God loves you. Amen. And I may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.